You're listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. I'm your host, Fatima Al-Sayed, and on this weekly talk show, we invite experts to take us through the journeys as professionals in their fields. If you have any questions for our panelists, you can always leave them in the comments section, uh, and we'll get to them throughout the show. We also wanted to remind you that before the show, you can ask questions on the Emoja app um, through our Inspire platform, or you can ask directly on YouTube. Today, we welcome Umayma Saad. Umayma is an early childhood educator with seven years of experience in the field. She recently graduated from the Bachelor of Child Development degree program. She's worked with children of all ages, from infants to school-agers, and she has a love for the field and is very passionate with her work. During her seven years of uh, experience working preschool, child cares, kindergarten classes, and currently virtually with the YMCA, Umayma has effectively and competently presented her knowledge and teaching. A few of Umayma's key roles as um, an early childhood educator is to plan activities and design learning environments that benefit the child's developmental stages. It also It is also to promote and encourage learning through play in order to provide young children with everything they need to boost their physical, mental, and emotional development. And today we're going to talk a lot about that. So, Salam alaikum, Umayma. How are you? Salam. Salam alaikum. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to have you. I think it's going to be a great conversation, especially during COVID, during quarantine, when parents are stuck at home with their children, um, not knowing what to do with them (laughs) half the time, right? Um, And a lot of parents are forced to homeschool. Um, What advice do you have right off the bat for these parents quickly so we can grab them into the show right now? Um, Stay strong. (laughs) As a parent, I'll say stay strong. as an educator, I'll say um, also stay strong, but you know, take it easy. That's mm-hmm. it. Really take it easy. I think the child are also stressed, especially during these times. Yeah. Um, and they might be more stressed than we are. It is with them, they just don't show it as much as we do or mm-hmm. as well as we do. Right. So, you know, take your time in understanding them and, and trying to know what's their needs, what's their interests. You know, how would would you, um, you know, take away that stress or take away that pressure that's on them specifically now because they're home. There's no school. There's no mm-hmm. barely any friends. And this stay at home order, there's no outdoor playing, you know, and it's we, we really have to take it easy on them. Yeah, we have <laughs> to understand. Exactly. Yeah. We have to understand that they're going through as much as we're going through, right? Yes, exactly. Um, um, before you continue, I just mm-hmm. want to say the my introduction is actually I graduated from early child education. Mm-hmm. Um, my next step, I hope it to be a bachelor's of child development. But Inshallah. I, I'm not there yet. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> It's it's step by step process, right? So inshallah, you'll get there. Inshallah. Um, so can you tell us about your current profession? What are you doing right now? Um, so right now, uh, I recently graduated from the program Early Child Education um, at Seneca College. Um, it's a two year program, and what the the job of an early childhood educator is to you know really. Um, work with with the young ages and it's from the heart 
uh, once you're passionate about working with young children, it truly comes from the heart. And you're working with toddlers, with infants, with preschoolers. You're working in kindergarten environments, uh, in primary grades, at, you know, school intervention programs. There's, there's a, you can see educated early childhood educators everywhere. You just might not know of them. And um, basically, what we do is, you know, we build. Um, play-based environments. We design these environments that follow the developmental needs of the children. Mm -hmm. And this could be the social, the emotional, the cognitive, the physical, um, you know, development of the child, communication. And it's it's truly that, you know, once the child is born, you know, when, when a parent looks at their child, you know, the baby is too young. They might not know, you know, how to communicate. They might not know, you know, how to move their body right. And that's mm -hmm. when early childhood education comes in and says, no, you know, they know that. You just need to support it. You just need to know how to um, just aid them. And exactly, yeah. just aid them. And, and slowly it will just become better and better for mm -hmm. them. Um, and that's exactly what it is. And um, that's why you have to be, I think, very passionate Mm -hmm. about being an early child educator because you work with those very, very young ages. Um, so, yes. Did you always know that you wanted to do this or was it something that just you kind of stumbled upon later on in life? Um, you know, I had, when I was 16, uh, my mom had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's 16 years difference between me and my little sister. Wow. And... Um, I was, I took on that role of working with, with a child, with a baby, you know, I was changing diapers. I was, um, you know, giving bottles. I, I, I lived that responsibility mm -hmm. and I never, like, I was never annoyed by it. I actually enjoyed it. Like I loved babysitting her, taking her out with me. I used to take her shopping and I was 16, 17 at the time, you know? <laughs> so from there, um, I, I think, I did want to try to do a lot of different things, mm -hmm. but no matter what I did, it went back to working with children. And it is something that I, um, I truly enjoy. I enjoy it so much. <laughs> so you could say that I always wanted to do it, even though I tried to do something else, this was it for me. And something interesting about your journey is that you were born and raised in Canada and spent your whole life there. And then your family decided to move to Lebanon when you were about, I think, uh, the, at the age of going to college, right? Yes, when I was <laughs> uh, 17, 18, mm -hmm. in that age, you know, um, we we moved to Lebanon. And in Lebanon, I, I stayed there for two years. Um, they're still there now. And um, when I was there, you know, I also wanted to go get into university, you know, and just start my my career. You know, that's it. I'm in Lebanon now. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Um, but what happened is that it was so hard because you have to go to the, you know, the Canadian embassy in Lebanon and so much work. Like you probably have an idea of how much <laughs> it takes time um, that I just we have a school near near where we live. And I'm like, you know what, let me go and apply and um, apply to work as a kindergarten teacher. Mm -hmm. 
And I did. I went and I applied and I got the job. I worked. Uh, I taught one year of uh, kindergarten classroom English, full time English. And I'm talking wow. almost seven hours at school. Yeah, I, I it was the preparation. You had to prepare. You had to think about a program, the program, the activities every day, every day. Do you have any kind of um, preparation for it for yourself? beforehand like you know when you um, when you go to teachers college or you graduate from these programs they they give you that essential base right yeah they do I didn't have that <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I did have when I was in high school I did co-op at uh, a private school an Islamic school here in you know uh, Scarborough North York you could say and um, what happened was I worked with a, a preschool teacher Mm. And this preschool preschool teacher, great, great teacher, you know, if she's watching, I thank you for everything you've taught me. Um, she really taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. And she really did give me that base, um, that step one to, to working with children. You know, I, I was passionate about it. I loved it, but I wasn't, you know, ready. And mm -hmm. she made me ready. She opened my eyes to a lot of things that I had to learn from, you know, and, um, I took that and I went and taught in Lebanon with it. And that's exactly what happened. I was teaching in Lebanon based on the experience I had in a preschool program with, you know, the, the preschool teacher. And I worked, um, I did my co-op and then I got a job there actually at uh, the private school. And I worked there for almost two years as well. What was the most rewarding part of um, that experience? And what was the thing that pushed you to... Um, pursue early childhood education in Canada when you came back? Um, I have to be honest, when I was teaching in Lebanon, there was so much stress about, you know, how to become a teacher that, you know, I thought, I thought that's it. I, I can't do this. It's too much work. I was young too. I was like 18, 19 when I, when I was teaching, it was a lot of work for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I thought, what should I do? Do I need to continue? Do I want to continue? So I came back here. I applied to a total different program. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with kids. I'm not going to work with kids. Um, I'm going to choose something else and work with them. Mm -hmm. And what happened was when I came, I was in the classroom and um, the professor was teaching us um, something that in the other program, not the kids program. Um, teaching us and I just looked at the professor and I started to hear like you know blabber <laughs> I, I was like um why why am I not listening why what's wrong why am right I here <laughs> exactly why am I here and right away while I was in the program I I searched on my phone just to show you how much I was focusing um I searched up on my phone you know early childhood education and I went, I saw when the program will start right away, Fatima. I went downstairs. I, uh, I dropped the course. <laughs> I dropped the course. I applied for early child education. And I'm like, you know what, Omaima? You started with that program. This is you. Yes. Like, don't, you can't fake it anymore. You, you want to work with kids. Mm -hmm. I, I know probably not a lot of people want to work with kids. But for me, that was my case. Yeah, so I let go of the other program, and right away I, you know, just applied there. And what was um, 
what truly want to make make me want to continue on with this program is um, just I loved the you know the way children you watch them grow you mm -hmm. really watch you're there for the child all the time you watch them grow you watch them evolve um, and you're there for the development the child that doesn't know how to hold a pencil on the first day you make it happen that he holds you know the pencil the crayon that he colors between the lines that he writes his name all that at the end of the year and mm -hmm. you, you did that and um for me in lebanon that's that's truly what what made me you know want to say that maybe that is it is for me you know working as an early childhood educator mm -hmm. um it's working with kids that's it it's what you what you feel and in return it's how you make the child feel because mm -hmm. the more passion you the more passionate you you are about working with children the more they will feel it right if you go to work and you don't feel like talking to the kids they will feel it mm -hmm. and they will not uh, give their 100% other than when you're coming in the classroom you're happy you're talking you're out there you're giving them that vibe and you're just going to see how much they blossom mm -hmm. you know and um, that's exactly also what it is for me, yes. That's beautiful. Um, if someone wants to go down this career path, uh, what tangible steps would you uh, recommend for them uh, so that they don't go down your route of craziness? I'm kidding, um, but no, seriously. <laughs> no, it is crazy. Um, for me, honestly, I have to say, if you love kids, go into this program mm -hmm. if you are one percent two percent three percent not sure um i don't suggest it mm -hmm. because children are a responsibility um they really are are their parents come to you they your child this is like your everything you put them in the hands of another person if this person is not passionate about their job they don't love children they don't want to give them their 100% then you know there's something wrong right for me whenever i want to work with the child i think of children as my own if how how would i feel if i put my child in some in the hands of another person and they treat them like this and also like without thinking about the parents it's in front of in front of allah you know, um, how, how am I acting? How am I behaving? How am I speaking to the child? Does Allah approve of this other than the parents? Yeah. And um, truly, if, if you're there, you're there that, you know, you will give your 100%, go for it. Mm -hmm. Apply. Apply right now and do early child education. Early child education is the step one to so much more, uh, you know, of working with children. I know a lot of my friends have actually you know, are way beyond my education um, in um, in early child education. They moved on. They became kindergarten teachers and um, teachers in the board. Mm -hmm. And But truly, they had that passion from the beginning. That's why it kept them going, you know. Mm -hmm. And this program specifically, because you're working with children, you're going to child cares, you're spending eight hours at a child care, right? It's, it's two days a week, eight hours every day. Um, you're working with children, you have to make up their, you have to make programs for them, you have to design environments, and it can become too much, it can, can become too much work. Um, and that's when you know that if this is for you, or this is not, because in the end, like I said, kids are a responsibility. So if you're down for it, apply. 
I'll help you. <laughs> um, you said something really important there about, you know, having that Islamic responsibility, which we'll get into in a second. Um, mm -hmm. But when you say apply, so what program specifically do you recommend applying for? Because I know that you had um, a suggestion on uh, whether a person should go into honors bachelor of childhood development right away, or you should do a college and uni program. What should they do? I'm always with college and uni, mm -hmm. especially when working with children, because no matter, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone by this, by the way, but university students, please do not feel offended. <laughs> um, they do have, uh, ex uh, they do get like a co-op uh, to do, to work with children. Mm -hmm in university but what you what you will get from college is very different um it's that hands-on experience for different levels for different uh sorry ages so mm -hmm. we have first semester in college we work with preschoolers that's the first semester second semester it's with um the infants the third semester um i believe actually sorry the second semester it's with after school program third semester with infants and the fourth semester it's with kindergarten students and for every semester you are going you're learning things at school, you know, through books, and then you're leaving, you're going to the program, you're applying it right there and then with the mm -hmm. children. And that just gives you a total different experience. Because what if a child there, you know, doesn't like the, the program that you did, doesn't like the activity that you did? What's mm -hmm. your reaction? And you start to learn that self-control as well as, as an educator. Um, that it's not only about, you know, oh, I have to go put this you know, put that program to get marks and the teacher has to sign, the mentor has to sign. Mm -hmm. So I show my professor. No, it's more about whether you are really, um, it, are all the children engaging with you? You know, are you giving them that sense of belonging, um, you know, when working with them or you're just applying it? Mm -hmm. So that for me um, as well um, is important. Uh, to be honest with you, Fatima, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just talking about the, like, okay. if you're going to go into college um, or uni. So college versus uni. Um, I know that you finished your uh, college uh, diploma now. Yeah. And then you're planning on going into an honors bachelor of child development, correct? Yes, for sure. Okay. So my question here is, will it take four years in that honors uh, program or are you going like will you be starting all over um, from the beginning because I think that's a big worry for people right if you go to college and then you go to university um, how will that translate over no you actually um, you get two years off so basically you graduate with your bachelor's um, in two years oh, okay. so basically you you you've done um, the hands-on experience in college two years and mm -hmm. then you graduated uh, with a bachelor's with two in two years so four years in total but you have you, you have the full package okay right? and it's it's child development child development focuses more on the brain development mm. of the child you know that the types of different types of development the like I said the cognitive the social um, and the physical exactly how do you give those needs to the child and those mm -hmm. you know um, interest by observing them, by watching them, by creating on 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 top of that um, interest that they have those activities. So for sure, um, it's it's a great way for you to get your honors bachelor um, with experience, hands-on experience. 
so mm-hmm. college two years um what's it called you can continue at Seneca actually you can continue and do get your honors bachelor but I think I think you get it from York I'm not sure about okay. that yes interesting um going back quickly to the Islamic responsibility um I think it's very interesting that you said that because a lot of times you don't think of teaching as something that you know um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come back and, and ask you like how did you treat this child and how did you um like hold you responsible for for your actions towards these children so um can you delve into that a little bit more from your experience um what most inspires you about that and is it that kind of like ethical ground that you you work by yes um for me that's my that's my first thing that i think about truly um how am i because usually everything we do in the world in life we do for allah um and you you're not just working as an educator you're not just teaching math you're not just teaching science you are building a generation you're part of building this generation that hopefully later on become you know the the um, soldiers of imam al-mahdi mm-hmm. so that's your responsibility and that's for me my 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 top priority that's what i want to do that's what i want to be a part of um so in everything that i i i want to create that everything i want to design work with the young children whether it was teaching islamic studies whether it was just teaching like the, the, the academic studies normal you know um things what's what's my what's my level of you know giving in, in and that's best in the eyes of Allah. Mm-hmm. You know, is it that I am lazy that I go to work, right? When I'm lazy, I'm taking away from the children's time, right? And that time for the is precious in a child's life. That's precious, and really, I think about it because I'm wasting precious time from the child's life because I don't want to give enough I think in front of Allah I might be asked some questions so I'd rather <laughs> not you know yeah. I'd rather not um, but truly I think every educator should build that type of relationship with God and mm-hmm. have that priority um, because honestly they're they're a gift children are a gift i know sometimes when they're yelling and they're screaming they're not a gift but <laughs> deep down um they are and allah has given us that gift for me as a parent okay m- most of the time um i have to think i have to count to 10 with children that are not my children i have to count to 20 and it's okay i can't be angry i can't and most unfortunately unfortunately for so long there had been that type of um just hitting in a lot of schools especially back Mm. home and for me i I could not handle it i'm not gonna say that i I did not see it of course at the at the school that i was working at but um truly that that kills me Mm. (laughs) i could not take a child being yelled at because that's not my job to do if they tell you they say that if you are um you know, if you yell at the job, if you, sorry, if you yell at the child, then you are weak as an educator. I think that's true because they got you to that level where you need to, to raise your voice and all that. I feel it's, it's my personal feeling in front of God. That's not my job to do. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? It's not, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. I need other approaches. And that's yeah. why there's programs like these to teach you other approaches to work with children. Um, so going off of that a little bit, culturally, what's the biggest mistake that we make as parents um, with our children at a young age? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I, ch I think that children are not seen as capable. Mm. They're not seen as they have abilities, right? So right away when a child is born, they're a baby. They're a baby. They don't know anything right? If I put anything on the TV, anything bad, good, whatever, the child doesn't know. If there's scenes that come on TV, the child doesn't see. Child's mm. too young, right? Um, and if I, you know, if I raise my voice, and I'm sorry to say this, if I have a fight with my, you know, husband yeah. loudly and the child is watching, um, the child will not, un will not understand. They won't remember. He's too young. The child's too young. And I say he because I have a he. <laughs> I met he or she. Yeah. Um, the child is too young to know. That's where they're wrong. Child is has this big empty memory right now. It's blank. And every day, every day, because you are with them 24-7, that's all they're going to learn from you. You raise your voice. Oh. That's something new. We don't we don't know what that is. Okay, we're gonna raise our voice. Mm -hmm. um, you have a different. You have a reaction with them. Oh, they dropped something on the ground. Oh, why did you do that? They you yell at them. Oh, that's how I should react. I'm gonna yell at them back. You know, and that's they're gonna. You see that they're gonna use it with other children outside. They're gonna use it, especially sometimes like when it's it. It could be discipline that you're disciplining your child. You mm -hmm. know, and, and let's say you. Not not bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, but discipline disciplining your child at a certain level is, you know, um under appropriate uh things. Um should be to a certain level okay, but once you do that, you need to think about the consequences. Mm. No matter how small it is it, no matter how small, if you if you did that, like I said, blank memory blank uh learning that the child is gonna fill that in okay mm -hmm. you did something but oh you took my pencil okay i'll show Slap you right away mm -hmm. right away you know and um it's it's that's what i feel the parents need to know that they don't they know everything they see everything and they learn everything so mm -hmm. quickly faster than we know truly and um that's why i say you know just think Think twice about everything that you do. Think twice about re your reactions. Uh, I know sometimes it could get crazy. Sometimes it could get too much. Like I said before, it, it could. And especially when you have more than one child. But yeah. honestly, count to 10. Count to 10 before you do it. Before you yell. Before you scream. Before you have that. Why did you do that? Because um, just a small example. When the child sees, you know, you have a cup on, on the counter right? Mm -hmm. This cup is glass. The child is not going to see that this cup is a glass of water, glass specifically, that when it falls, it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt them. What the child sees is there's a cup, not glass, a cup that something in it. And if it falls, it's going to make a sound, something that might come out of it. That's something so interesting and different, interesting something they don't know, right? Exactly. Something they want to see. Experience. Or explore. 
-hmm. Exactly right there. Explore. And you come at them They're in their mind is like when, when it falls to the ground, it's like, wow, <laughs> wow, look at that. Something has shattered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For you as the mom, as the parent, you come and see that and you're like, and and thing is, you do it from a from like the feeling of love because you don't want mm -hmm. the child to hurt themselves. So you yell, or you you have that reaction like, "What did That's I tell you about?" Mm -hmm. Especially when when you talk to, like for me now, my child's not even two years old. Yes, and I tell him all the time that I've told you to do this or I've told you not to do this and. He doesn't even care. It just moves on. Like I, yeah. so that's why I can't have that type of reaction with him. Um, it's the child wanted to explore that. You gotta just give it to him in a different way and don't have that reaction because they're gonna learn from it from that negative reaction. Yeah. Um, just to mirror your patience um, and how you're putting this in your life, because you told me in the pre-interview um, something really funny about your son eating and just throwing everything on the ground right after every single time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, this this is my new uh, normal. <laughs> yeah. Say um, the the mop is right beside his uh, high chair because mm -hmm. no matter how small the piece of food is. Uh, he has to throw it on the ground. He does not, he can't handle it. He can't handle that there's food on the table if he doesn't <laughs> like it. Right, oh, he's done to the ground. He's, uh, everything, everything he's done with on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, for me, in my nature, I don't have crazy reactions. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, Very chill I'm person. a kind of parent that like, We'll give him that dirty look and go hide in the corner and just start laughing because of his reaction back. Um, but he did have a lot of, um, you know, different um, things that he had to do. And I, I totally understand it because this stage right now that he, he's in, he likes dropping things on the ground. And sometimes he likes my reaction. Mm. he likes my reaction he likes that type of attention that I give him when he drops things on the ground like he sometimes he waits for me to do he waits for me to look at him and just be like no he, he waits for mm. me and that just shows you how much more um, your reaction can also either make the child want to go do even thing. more yeah. yeah exactly so um, sometimes when we have reactions it's um it's negative, but mm -hmm. also we think, oh, the child will learn from it. Mm -hmm. The child will probably enjoy it, you yeah. know, that you yelling, they probably like it and they will keep doing things that trigger you and trigger mm -hmm. you and trigger you. And if you have those normal reactions, the child will probably get bored. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Very... I'm trying to bore my son. <laughs> I'm trying, I'll tell you when it works. But right now we're still slowly. It's, it's so... getting better. Yeah, but we're not there yet, but I'm trying. <laughs> but it takes a lot of patience. Um, you know, kids teach uh, parents that sabr that we have to have as a quality yeah. as Muslims, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, unfortunately, we're at the end of our show. But what's your final piece of advice for students going into this field? Um, for students, enjoy it. Really take your time in everything that you do and enjoy it do it with passion do it with love and it's gonna get you to where you want to be um you know it's once you do things with love and you do with things that you that you actually 
want to do. And if you wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I don't feel like going to an eight hour shift, you're probably not going to enjoy any second of it. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up in the morning and you say, you know what, I, I want to do this. Um, I want to enjoy doing this. I want to learn. I want to observe children. I want to do this. You'll probably um, enjoy it more and mm -hmm. just have that time. Really, this program is, is great. I think um, it's the step one. Uh, like I said, it's a step one of so many different um, what's opportunities. It yes, opportunities and programs. I'm working with children. This is this is just part of it, and it's a very small part portion of it. And um, but if you're interested in it and um, you want to go for it, I say go for it now, <laughs> today. <laughs> go apply right now <laughs> exactly go apply right now and um if anything if anyone sorry has any questions you can also contact me there's a lot of early child educators in our community actually um some that you might not know like by me by talking about it now that i know a lot of people that actually have this uh some degree or diploma mm -hmm. and it's like we're that little group that loves the young children mm -hmm you know while others don't um so if you would like to be part of our loving children per, uh group, <laughs> loving group <laughs> you're welcome you're welcome to be in it yeah. um and then you, anyone wants to reach out to the um, to Amaima you can just leave a question for her in the inspire platform um and we'll relate to her um unfortunately we're at the end of our show thank you so much uh Amaima, for being part of this um that was the You Mentor Talk Show. If you have any questions for our current speaker or prior speakers, please check out uh, the Inspire platform on the Emoja app and you can ask questions there. You were just listening to the You Mentor Talk Show. If you miss this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the You Mentor website under prior talk shows. And you can listen to the show replay on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Emoji Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.